This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The Angle on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon and the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. <laughs> oh, I need one of those. What is that? I need one of those in my office, man. Ben, I need one of those, bro. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Raw Review. I am Intruso. This is the great Wowie Zowie Maui Ben Hameen and the great Blue Cars Immune to Fire. Man, I got to tell you, I was already hearing yesterday, and I'm sure we will cover this in Master Shoot Theater. You guys are going to have to go over to Patreon, bro. You're going to have to shell out those three quarters a week, bro. I know those three quarters a week might break you, but I'm already hearing conspiracy theories concerning the Maui fires. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen, which we will talk about over at Master Shoot Theater. Guys, cough up the 75 cents. but this show is about uh, Monday Night Raw. And, man, I was thinking of Stevie because, bro, we got Finn Balor in that ring at the end of the show against Cody Rhodes. And I'm saying to myself, if one casual fan is watching this, they ain't going to be watching it in two weeks when Monday Night Football's on, bro. Right or wrong? I got nothing to add to that. Because right? I'm, I'm like, really, guys? You, Man, I could see you're gearing up for those Monday night wars against Monday night football. You know, you guys, I'm I'm like, I, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what happened to the framework of wrestling that has worked for the last 50 years. And there is no assemblance of it whatsoever. And because and it boggles me because we know Vince is still involved, whether he's laid up in bed or not. We know Vince is still involved. We got Trips there. We got the Michael Hayes there. We got the Paul Heyman's there. We got the Bruce Pritchard's there. They know the rules of the game. And the rules have been so thrown out the window that none of this makes any sense or none of this works. Correct me if I'm right, guys, please. Bro, every week, the Judgment Day, the last thing we see on every show of every week is the Judgment Day losing. Okay, whether it's Baylor, whether it's uh, Senior Briefcase, whether it's Dominic, Every show ends with Judgment Day 
losing, right? Then the next show opens with them opening the show, talking about how they run the place. And wait a minute. I I could swear you guys are losing every single match. You don't run nothing. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben and Stevie, please. Isn't the heel heat, Ben, when they really run the place and you want the baby faces to knock them off? They're losing every week, bro. So they ain't running shit. The heel has to be up in order to claim we run this place and then you're rooting for the baby faces to take that heel faction down. But the reality of it is the baby faces are taking the heel faction down every single week. And then what they do, Stevie, is, okay, bro, so Judgment Day does the job, but then they get heat after the match. So... They can open up the next show with, we run this place. This, I swear to God, Ben, I, I, maybe I'm, I'm, they're just confusing me so much that I don't even understand this anymore. But I, I, I have to believe, bro, from, from a fundamental point of view, bro, when NWO was running the place, They were running the place, bro. Nobody was beating the NWO. When DX was running the place, nobody was beating DX. They're running the place, and they're losing every single week. Where is the heat? Uh, The fact that they're running the place. They got to be there early for ring crew. Somebody's got (laughs) to set up catering. That's why they're losing every week. They're so distracted by all their other jobs, running the place, doing payroll, making sure the the arena's cleaned up and nobody leaves anything in the locker room. Like that's, that's distraction. It's just another stupid NXT tagline that they want to put on a t-shirt. We run this place and we doesn't, you know, who runs this mother or whatever the fuck it is, dude. So it's meaningless and all it is is an ends to a means to to have more dissension until we get senior briefcase and uh, uh irish eyes are smiling uh to go at it in a match that doesn't mean anything because it's a heel faction so nobody's really over like as a baby like they're they're not flipping anybody there's no choice everybody just wears undertaker purple and black and that's what we're going with because it worked back then and that's about the extent of the effort that's put into it and then to mix in, you know, I'm sure what I what's his name, DJ or Jack the Ripper. I don't know the kid who opened from NXT that's been on and off, DJ Murtaugh or something. Uh, but uh, he, JD McCullough. yeah, JD McCullough. That's it, uh, JD McCullough. Uh, like, <laughs> there's no intro to player here. It's a small thing, but now we're gonna open with 15 minutes and a and close of it. And now he's the guy with the stakes on him out of nowhere, as opposed to uh, really getting this guy over in the right way possible. I don't know. It was everybody watching it and you know, the kid's a good wrestler. I'm not going to say he's not, but, but all I, I can think of I, is Tyrion I, I, Lannister. I, I, like, I, I think I, it looks like Tyrion Lannister from game of Thrones in there, dude. You know, the Who gives a shit that the kids are good wrestler. Good wrestlers are a freaking dime a dozen, bro. The, the bottom line, bro, you, you couldn't get Bobby Roode over and you're going to get JD McCullough. Yeah. In, in, in what, in what world are you going to get this guy? And then Stevie, he, 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 here's the funny thing, bro. 
So last week they have JD McC- 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 what's his name McDonough. They have JD McDonough attack D-D-D. Sami Zayn, so Z- Sami Zayn can come out and attack him this week. But Stevie, they forget to explain to us why JD Mc- McDonough attacked him in the first place last week. Well, they forget a lot of things. I don't understand the the worst thing they can do with this kid is what they did last night when you put him face-to-face with Judgment Day backstage, and Rhea Ripley is bigger than him. God, bro. And Finn Balor is barely taller than him. That's not a good look. It really does look like, you know, a short person in there, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know, bro. I, I said the same thing about Austin's the- theory, and they pushed nobody harder than this guy. And as soon as it started, I'm like, bro, this guy is never going to get over. Bro, let, let, let's get one thing straight. To the marks who watch this show, everybody is over. Everybody's over. If you come out that 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 tunnel, you're over it, to the marks. I'm talking about the rest of the world and the casual fans. Nobody in Judgment Day is over. I said Austin Theory will never get over, and they did everything with this guy. And now I see Rey Mysterio is the new uh, is the new Intercontinental Champion. But they don't learn from that. Then they wheel out JD McDonough like this guy is gonna get over to freaking who? Like Siri, like bro, I I I see talent like this at Rocky Mountain Pro, bro. Yeah, no, it's it's very uh, Euro indie because that's exactly what it was. And hey, I, this kid crushed it on the indies there, so keep giving him a shot, and you know, you good brother, your way up to the card that way. I just keep going back to what you were saying about in my mind about the NFL season, and even though they're not on this show, I'm thinking about what another wrong choice it was to flip the street profits now into Bobby Lashley's crew of suit wearing dudes because they're the ones who come out and do your house show big city NFL dance with the jerseys on now they got nobody in that spot to do the cheerleader crossover in NFL so they just aren't even thinking about (laughs) synergy wheelhouse and all the things that they should be in order to get a shine and a rub off of major sports. You know what I mean? They just are now going to show up with phony belts at the end of the season. So they, they, there's a lot of wrong choices made here and there's just no roadmap after SummerSlam, no roadmap for a ricochet. Like we laid out with to spin out from uh, Logan Paul, Sammy Zayn is as cold as ice from being that guy last year. Who cares if he's got heat with, with uh, J.D. McDonough? It means absolutely nothing. And if he's got a swell bow, he's got a broken bursa sack, the whole thing should be that where we're getting empathy on Sammy and those guys attack him and leave him laying again and take his arm out so he has to come out with it all wrapped up, spirit of 76, not just come in on pissed off house of fire like – None, none of it's really protecting any of the talent and, and like furthering a story. It's just like Stevie said before, let's just get through this week. Stevie, I got, I got to be honest with you, man. As I sit back and, and I watch this, bro, I don't know if it's me. I don't know what it is anymore, bro. I don't know if, if I'm just so numb to this shit. I don't know what it is, but I'm watching this show and I'm just saying, Stevie, there's no way anybody can believe any of this shit. 
like, do you, how can you possibly believe anything in the show? Then the, the next thing we've got is, you know, Piper Nevin, who I'm glad for her, bro, because they've been dicking her around for God knows how long. She just walks in and she claims one half of the tag team championships. And I'm like, how could anybody believe anything that's on this show? Well, they could have done one better or worse and said, uh, if Chelsea Green was pregnant, you go be a mom and I'll be the tag. <laughs> right. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. <laughs> I, the thing is, and you, you say that if this were real, Vince, but that goes along with also, if it's not going to be reality based, what are the rules that we need to stay with him? What are the boundaries? What are, you know, so when you do go outside, it is really out there, but what are the rules for our characters, storylines, physicality in the matches, not doing 50 super kicks and DDTs, all the rules seem to be going out the window, which I've said probably a hundred times. Why have production people? Why have agents? Why have anybody in charge of these matches? It looks like everybody's just doing whatever they want. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, I really like this segment for one reason. When Piper Niven came in and took out, uh, Coach Carter and Katana Nana. Uh, she, there was a big uh, grunt that came in with it, and uh, we we were around that a couple times. So I might even have to get that for the roadcaster. It was a, it was a, that was a hell of a phenomenal grunt right there. You know, but but but, but, but now Chelsea Green gets a chance to do character. I mean, I feel like that's something you know, that's going to protect her and maybe help get some of her character work out doing the Chelsea's got talent thing. I don't know. Uh, we'll see if they have any plan for that for funny bits or they're going to just try and overdo the comedy, overcook it. I, I mean, Ben, if they're going to do this, right, you know, they're, they're so all they care about, bro, everything, everything comes off of the match. It's all about the match. You know, one match leads into another match. A backstage segment leads into a match. An in-ring leads into a match. There's no stories, bro. It's, mm. it's match to match to match to match. Bro, if that's the case and they they just need matches, you know, uh, uh, Chris pointed this out yesterday from Sports Kita. Bro, why not just have a woman's battle royal and the winner gets to be one half of the tag team champions and Piper Nevin goes over? Like, well, like, why not just do that? You know why not? Because why? they know that they, if they did the old tournament thing, which they've done four times this year, if they'd done that tournament, nobody would watch it. They're at least smart enough to know Football is coming. If we really want to lose, that's what we're going to show them. A battle royal would have been great. Just get get let's get through this week. But like Ben Steve, said, maybe it's just an opportunity for her to be a character. Stevie, on should we be asking? Should we be asking this question? Uh, do those involved, Heyman, Hayes, Pritchard, uh, you know, Trips, Vince? Maybe they don't know the football season starting in two weeks. <laughs> That would be that would be one thing, but, but they don't run the place. Why are you even bringing those names? Yeah, you got to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I was going to say, dude. Oh, go ahead, please. I was going to say, hey, it showed on tell, like Ben says. Show your actions, getting the heat and getting over and refusing to wrestle, and who cares before if we don't want to wrestle tonight? I've never seen people in charge of a company having to do more grunt work each and every week. <laughs> <sighs> Must be a sole proprietorship or whatever. Yeah. We're not letting anybody else wrestle. Go ahead, Go ahead Ben. What were you going to say? Um, with the Chelsea Greens Got Talent thing, 
what are the odds? What's the over under plus one fifty? I think that somebody is going to be dressing in drag to pretend they're a woman uh, mm-hmm. to to pop pop those guys who are no longer in charge. Uh, so they, they have free will to do as thou wilt. But will the will the granny panties come back out for Otis and he has to pretend he's a woman to tag with Chelsea Green or something like that? You know, like. It's definitely on brand for them, yeah. <laughs> and here's yeah. an opportunity. Uh, again, they'll want to get their jokes in based off of the trans swimmer, you know, stuff like that, and they'll do it in the most tone-deaf 78-year-old way possible. Yeah. Man, bro, then we go back-to-back, back, Gable and Vinci and Gunther and Otis, and who gives a shit about like any of this? I and mean, it's all made on the fly in the ring. None of this is, like I said, there's no roadmap here to getting anybody over. This is just all filler. And Stevie was ribbing yesterday that they're going to put Raw to four hours just to, to mess oh with Oh my God, please, Stevie. Uh, <laughs> then we got Judgment Day in the back again. I, I, I can't believe how. A group with four people and nobody's over is all over this freaking show like they're Austin or The Rock. Uh, it, it, that that just blows me away. And, and here, here's what really bothers me more than anything. I think they think they're over. They, they act like they really think and believe like they're big stars and they're over. And I'm like, over, over to who, bro? The NXT locker room, pretty much. That's it. Is like the inside the Florida bubble of who lives in the cool kids condo compound. That's who's over. Yeah. Who who are going over to uh, have a good time at at their place tonight? But you know what, Stevie? Here's what I'm I'm thinking throughout this entire show, bro. Okay, man. The the uh, the, the the stocks. I think this week or last week hit an all time high, one hundred and fourteen dollars a share. And I'm just saying to myself, bro, what if this show were good? Like, what what would we be looking at if this show were actually good, bro? You know what? I have an idea here. Since we we run this place, by the way, Ben and I run Rooster. So we do it now. Let me see what I can do here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop my camera down to 360p. And then yeah, when I'm going to bad as possible. Off. Yeah, I'm going to. That's now our show sucks. So we should be worth a lot more money now. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah, go. There you hey, go. Man, nice. I got something to say about this. <laughs> Very nice, gentlemen. Very nice. All right. Uh, You're bro, welcome, I'm ben. just saying, like, uh, bro, nobody's going to argue, bro. You guys are 114 bucks a share, and this show is the drizzling shits, bro. Drizzling shits. So it, it's just so yeah, mailed but, in everything, bro. Uh, but and we we got we're Mac we're and Mac. I'm sorry, go ahead, Stevie. We were only playing to an audience of one, as we famously said for many years. Now we're just playing for an audience of one until the merger. Then we're playing for an audience of maybe two. Yeah. So we're making the money hand over fist. But like Ben said, your nine point six billion could have been twenty two point six billion if you did like good business. So that's. You know what? I'm- so, uh, so then we've got you know playing the role of um, Randy Orton now is McIntyre, uh, which I'm gonna call it. Chris, my my, you know Chris from a Featherstone, Doctor Chris. He thinks they're setting this up for McIntyre to turn on Riddle, and I'm like, who who cares, bro? Who cares? It was all ruse. 
<laughs> was all a ruse, bro. Oh, my God. I, I felt like Vince was in Cole's ear at the end when he was describing Judgment Day. Something like every word was just like one, two Mississippi in between where he's like hearing it. And then he says the uh, uh, Judgment Day of the Judgment Day. Like you're just like oh, somebody's hands up his back like a ventriloquist puppet, bro. So, hey, by the way, yeah, you, you, should man start, you should start reviewing SmackDown because uh, our Irish commentator is now commentating in a three-man booth and is absolutely the smoothest experience as a, as a casual <laughs> oh, viewer. <laughs> if you like to hear somebody masturbating while you are watching pro wrestling, SmackDown is the show for you. Speaking of smooth, oh, my God, Ben, this wow. Rackle, uh, LaRue, uh, Indy, backstage thing oh bro this is this is this is grammar school level bro on prime time television yeah i've worked with a lot of amateur actors bro and uh to try and help make them into better performers and this is what they wanted to bring up because again the cool kids club who's over in nxt because we said so you think it's going to work on the road nope you're in a bubble you aren't really aware of how to get over it's just because you cozied up to the right people that that uh now you think you're a superstar that's and that, what i want to ask you ben let, let let's be honest here and let's be serious here do these three females i, I mean do i, I i'm I, i've got to know this do they think they're good like do they think this is a good segment when they go back and watch it or are they watching it and and cringing like we cringe. I mean, do they how bro, how can you spend your whole life, Stevie and Ben, watching TV and watching movies and then going back and watching this mm-hmm. and thinking it's good? I mean, do they think it's good when they watch it back? The scary thing is, and Stevie said this before, this is the best performance. This is the best take that we got. Imagine what we didn't see, what was even worse. And or they just go, yeah, we got it one and done and, and like no direction, deer in headlights because they're not prepared to do anything. And do they really think they're over? Yeah, I think they do. I think they, they go back there and go, I'm on raw. It doesn't matter what you think. And the AEW women do it, too, when it comes to their wrestling. And when their match falls apart, they turn into the victims online of being victim shamed by some trolls and sell for them instead of doing what both uh, what what every performer, not just the women, need to do and watch their shit and go, "Wow, that was garbage. I need to do better. I need to train better in that than and and take onus of the match instead of trying to flip it and reverse it on something else, man." So. If they wanted to get to this point, they had all the big boyhood and girlhood wrestling dreams, and now you have the spot, and that's the level of work you're turning in, and you can't see it, you're you're very blind uh, to it. And the fact that the producers are allowing that to go out to TV is really the heat on them. Like, I'd be, I would be like, I can't use that. I'm not going to put my fucking stamp of approval on that. I, I mean, you know, Stevie, do you remember how much – like when when we were on the set, like me, you, and Abyss, and we're doing Dr. Stevie, and we're in the office and shit. Brody, you remember how much we cared? Like we just cared about that little two and a half minute. Like all of us, all of us, bro. And if it wasn't good, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Add this. We're going to do it again. 
I, I watch this stuff and I'm like, does anybody give a shit about anything, bro? Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple formula. And just to remind people that, you know, when I went to TNA and, uh, you know, Vince and the company gave me the Dr. Stevie gimmick, I had jobbed out multiple times and been squashed on WWE TV for years. But the six weeks of vignettes without showing my face and getting a little more mystique and then debuting. And then even when I did a job coming back with the $50,000 bounty and it just continued to keep me over as a heel. That was after years and years of irreparable damage done creatively to me. Why can't they do this when they're actually fostering them from the developmental system? It is really crazy how the formula is very, very simple to get a talent over. It's hard to make a talent look like they, they look like it shit. Is, it, it, it's, it's harder to make them look like shit than mm-hmm. it is to get them over, bro. Like, maybe seriously. There's a theory behind that because maybe they take great pleasure in just doing that and messing with people until, yeah, now we've broken you down enough. Now you could become the star we want you to become. Yeah. It's not, so, not so, a good so, game. So, so then, Ben, it's, it's like it's literally 101. So th- th- they were getting into a program with Raquel and Rhea Ripley. Raquel gets hurt. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, LaRue and Indy are her best friends. Why are Indy and LaRue her best friends? Oh, bro, it's because since Raquel can't wrestle, we got to go through her best friends. So we're going to go through Indy first. I, I don't know how this girl's on TV. Like, I got no idea. My, put my daughter in that spot, bro, seriously. So, okay, we're going to go through Indy. And then, oh, Chelsea's going to get something on Rhea Ripley. So next week we can have that match. Like, are you guys, like, this is literally the best you've got, bro. Very rotten uh, creatively, and then all you need to do is let the bell ring, and they'll expose themselves worker-wise, too, and not here to down people's families or anything like that, but it's the fact that hmm, Ciampa and Gargano got over by doing DIY and and ROH, called the office every day for a year and a half, got there. People said they're too small. They do all the craziest shit to give themselves concussions and stuff, taking huge chances at developmental uh, trying to make it the third brand, right? And then here come the wives. We're all with indie workers, our buddies. Uh, you know, Sam Shaw, I think, is with Indy Hartwell. I mean, if I got that right or wrong, but this is <laughs> the condo clicks that happen. So you are tight with game and fucking Sean. They put the investment in you. Of course, they're not going to want to look bad. So you're going to the main roster. But, oh, remember, we mixed in the wives when we got our shit in and developmental. So they're part of our canon and our story. They get pulled up way too soon because Trips doesn't want to look wrong or fire somebody or have the investment that they put into it just be out the window. But when you bring those guys up to the main roster, <laughs> it tells the tale of how developmental thinks they're on some next level ish. And then the belt, like you, you get to the main roster and you look like a middle schooler amongst 12 year or 12th graders. 
you know, so that they're not doing themselves any favors by not having extreme acting coaching there, really pushing the boundaries or doing stories that actually do cross over. And in fact, most of the guys you should have on your show are going, send me to NXT because it looks more fun down there. So you got Baron Corbin down there, send Apollo Crews down there instead of bringing up a Braun Breaker and guys like that that would actually have some value we're wasting time with this fucking elementary school play stuff. It's a big problem. And yeah. and nobody's going to say anything because you can't say anything about their wives and how bad the performance is. Fuck that. This is a TV show. We're getting paid billions of dollars to do. And we're doing a very subpar job. And we have other players who are much better at this than the yeah. people who are getting TV time right now. Yeah, but Sam Shaw, I, I I follow him on Instagram. He he's actually acting in a show called the like Tacoma Fire or something. Oh, he's good. Actually, Sam Shaw is good. He yeah, that's he, what I mean. Like, good. or if you're going to do anything, like he had this silent psycho bug eyed look gimmick. He could have just literally played off of the Dexter TV show and voiced over his own segments and matches as he's doing Perfect. them for vignettes. And he could have followed the same thing. My next, my next victim, my next whatever. And it's right there. Like we said, yep. it's so easy to get talent over if you try yep. effort, as you say, Who, Ben. Who's the guy? Uh, I can't remember. He does satire, like political comedies. I think he's a veteran, but it's kind of like a Bob Ross takeoff. You know what I mean? Oh, like John that. something who does the. Yeah. yeah, the liberal, the liberal ones, and it ends good up good looking that. guy with but puts the wig on and does like goofy takes after he says something stupid, you know what I mean? But that's what Sam yeah. Shaw, yeah, after he does the guy's a phenomenal artist, like drawing caricatures, yeah. whatever it is. That's the like take, a, make him a deranged Bob Ross if you need to to showcase his talents that way yep. and 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 draw what he sees coming up for his opponents or whatever. And I would take those that stuff from that guy on YouTube and throw it right on there. It's not like these things are hard. Instead, he's got an axe that he can't kill anybody with because we're not going to do real murder. And he just stand there silently. Oh, but gets a TV show, leading man, good looks, super jacked, da 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 but does that mean the girlfriends and wives should have a spot on the show if their performance isn't up to par yet? That's what we're really facing here. Yeah, man, bro. Then, then I talk about just, just forget about anybody believing any of this shit, bro, because, okay, bro. Uh, last week's show ended with uh, Nakamura turning on Seth Rollins. Okay. That's where the show ended. So now we got Nakamura in the ring with Michael Cole. Now we've got Seth Rollins. Keep in mind, Nakamura turned on him last week. Now we got him coming out, cross-dressing, dancing, singing, playing to the crowd, After the and the guy is in the ring that turned on you and laid you out last week. That's number one. Number two, if you're about to get into a ring with a guy that turned on you, th 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 put Randy Savage in, in the role of Seth Rollins. Savage is about to get in the ring with a guy that turned on him last week. Bro, it's more than likely that a fight might break out, maybe. So what does Seth do, bro? We're going to wear glasses to the ring. Ben, you know what I would have done? This would have been the Attitude Era. This would have been the Attitude Era. The jackass would have came in with his see-through clothing, his his cross-dressing, wearing his glasses, would have started talking his uh, way overacting to the marks 
Okay. If this is the attitude era, bro, the glasses are made of candy glass. Seth, make sure you close your eyes. And he says one word and Nakamura super kicks him right in those glasses, bro. He goes down, cover his face. We run down with the white towel. The, 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 the referee or whatever has the, 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 the theater blood that he's mm-hmm. that that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. This guy, bro, Nakamura turns on him. He's coming out like a freaking ass clown. He's wearing a pair of glasses. Then Ben, oh, he's got to take the glasses off then when Nakamura knocks him out, which is Jim Cornette circa 1970. Every time you knew there was a Jim Cornette bump, he did not wear his glasses to the ring, okay? So it's it's Jim Cornette 1970. And, and what's the spot? Oh, Nakamura whispers something into his ear, and we're supposed to tune in next week to find out what that is, Stevie. That's well, that's what we care about. Yeah, I'm going to do this so you know I mean what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh Thank my you. God, bro. He probably this- whispered, "You look like a fucking idiot." Yeah, he probably <laughs> did. <laughs> this is, this is- he should have. They should <laughs> Everything about this segment was so unbelievable and would never happen in real life that it's it, it's a mockery bro like it's an absolute cartoon if i could oh, add something on to that please just real quick um he came to in his mind or in the creative's mind even though everything from the neck down is exactly what he usually wears the hair is back and the sunglasses or the glasses are not sunglasses. They're real prescription glasses. That's how you know he's serious. Yeah. That's that's what they – but you're right. All all that ever was with any storyline is what's going to happen when these guys are in the very same ring? Well, here we go. Obviously, he's not too mad at him because he's literally two feet away and there's no fight. So why should I care about a match they're going to have? Yeah. Yeah, but what's your take on this? I'm not going to sit here much longer and let you guys talk down about segments that are <laughs> so filled with symbolism that it's apparent. Uh-oh. It wasn't okay. as obvious. It was obvious. Uh, well, uh, I, I was triggered because he looked like the librarian lawyer pretty much in the face of the hair pulled back <laughs> and the glasses that, that triggered me on Friday. And uh, and then, you know, uh, the Lane Bryant uh, summer and a clearance selection with the see-through looking like grandma's doily that was on top of her TV. <laughs> so, but that's that doesn't get any worse than that. Explain, because, to, explain to the people at home what a doily is. A they, doily they, is they, a, yeah, too young sure, sure, sure. It is a usually a, a white piece, piece of fabric that uh, is very knit and intricate patterns where some of it's lace and see-through and whatnot. And, and it protects your old CRTV that your grandma yeah. would have with a <laughs> With a picture of grandpa on top fishing with, yeah. uh, you know, somebody like, so yeah, that Thank they you. were, I go ahead, continue on with your uh, thoughts. So he's doilied out and, uh, and, and, but then when you pan back and you see, oh, he's wearing white and Nakamura's wearing black. So we have the symbolism of the cowboy of good and evil as above, so below. And I'll step back and it really is the yin and yang of, of each other, though the symbolism's rife here. And then, but then you look at Nakamura and I'm going, who gave this guy this suit? It looks like when Tom Hanks at the end of big turns back into the kid and he's got the <laughs> long suit on, like he's wearing his dad's jacket to the funeral or something, bro. Like, uh, so I, I go, the, 
he, for a guy who's supposed to be look cool or be the Michael Jackson, whatever that means, uh, and, you know, the, the, the outfit was very strange. And I think Stevie nailed it on the head. Yeah, you look like a fucking idiot is the last thing he said. I'm like, oh, God, he didn't like my outfit. But I was uh, I figured it was probably the same thing. If you were there, you would have taken those glasses off, too. Because your wife would have kicked your ass for wearing her glasses in the ring yeah, like that exactly, if they got broken. Exactly. I would have loved. I would have loved to see him kick him right in the face wearing the glasses, bro. Like that. That. That's. That's. That. That's heat to me. That's heat. Yeah, I mean, all of it is. It's so ridiculous to see a man standing there with the title on, like he's a tough guy wearing that in in 2023. Whatever this fashionista shit is, dude. What kind of what kind of working man at home? tunes in with uh, with his new Modelo beer because he no longer drinks Bud Light and goes, that's a man we can be proud of right there, boys. Yeah. That's how I, Son, that's what I want you to grow up to be someday. Now get up there and put your grandma's doily on and walk around for a little while. <laughs> I, would do, I would do the Ben Hameen and last in the company maybe about two hours because yeah. when he's coming out, it'd be like, and here comes the Dylan Mulvaney of the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I couldn't resist, right? This segment brought to you by Bud Light. Seth See? drinks it, and so should you. Bro, this and this, Stevie, this is why I would last about five seconds in that company as well, because I'd stand in the gorilla position. He would come, Seth, and I would look at him square in the eye and say, you're going to go out wearing that? That's exactly, that's exactly what, that's exactly what you say. Whisper it. Yeah, whisper it in yeah. his ear. in his ear. Oh, you're going to wear that. Ben, let's talk conspiracy theory here. Yeah, um, Bro, for as long as they've been building this, they did not billboard Trish and Becky at all. Throughout this entire show, bro, like they've been building this match, building this match. Then they even gave it a two-week build. And now now I'm watching the TV and Trish is coming down the aisle. I forgot that these two were having a match. So you, you mean to tell me for as long as you've been building this, this shouldn't have been more important than than uh, the uh, the wrecking crew opening the show at the beginning. This, yeah, of the it should have. This should have opened. You're 100 percent right. In her you, bro, I'm I'm telling you, bro. I've been saying this for a long freaking time, man. And here's another conspiracy, Stevie. We can get into. I'm telling you, bro. I don't care what anybody says. Since she had that child. Her heart is not in this. Now, think, think think about this, Stevie and Ben, because, Stevie, we see a lot of couples in wrestling and what happens to 95%. So look at the situation here, bro. You've got Seth Rollins that they're pushing to the moon and looks like he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. I mean, hell, bro, he, the, the next step literally is wearing a dress out there. And now you've got his wife, who it's coming across, is a little disgruntled. The lemonade, not on the SummerSlam card. They're not billboarding this 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 match at all. Stevie, what are those conversations like around the kitchen table? Yeah, that's not an accident either. There's always when there's a couple one. That's I mean, right. Lucky. Lucky she's on even out there on the road with him because usually they'll sit one at home, put them on different brands, whatever, whatever they can do 
to create some extra tension. Here's what I'm seeing. I mean, I know already know the pattern. It's going to get to the point where they're going to team up just so Seth can try to elevate her back up. So he'll lose the title. There'll be a you know mixed tag team with other couples. But here's the thing too, like about that, like oh, what was I going to say? It it's exactly a one to one analogy in my opinion. When Vince told you to get a nanny and you were checked out, this is the opposite because she verbalized how it doesn't matter anymore, but stayed. So I think it's it's right along the lines of what you were told. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben, I, I can't imagine if you've got a couple and one guy's getting pushed to the moon and the wife is is not even being promoted in in a match that they've been building for three months. How How does that work? Yeah, I don't know why they uh, wouldn't promote this with Trish and all the star power going into it, man. Because it was an it was an afterthought on all of it, and so predictable with you know what's her name's bar. Zoe's barred from ringside, so we're going outside, and you just mm-hmm. knew exactly what was going to happen. You knew the finish before anything even happened, you know. And, and with the mask, she wasn't wearing the mask the two weeks before that. So why come back with it on now? Why not commit to the bit and wear it all the way up to here? Then then you take it off, right? Like uh, that that a similar thing happened in OVW, and that and the girl got a lot of heat for it because she went into biz for herself that way. But um, and you really two sexy women beating the hell out of each other, you know, it's it's kind of like okay, we're sex and violence here is a little bit uh, not unbalanced. So, but she's the man, and her husband is dressing like. <laughs> whatever like right the like, like the yeah woman. like the woman the, maybe he's the maybe it is that way in the he, he's the more maternal one with the kid who knows you know uh but definitely the we want to join the baby click to get over with game and stuff uh that that ship has sailed now you yeah. know what i mean it was yeah. cute there for a while and we're all grandma and grandpa and that's why mm-hmm. we got to do tvg and the, it's the, we're all going to raise our kids together so hunter knows winston knows jameson knows uh, rose or whatever the <laughs> fuck you know you're like oh, i don't give a shit get me declan he's the only one that matters <laughs> hey uh Steve, it's funny you- because they're gonna ufc and endeavor don't give a damn about that they're gonna have oh, the bmf championship the baby motherfucker yeah. championship <laughs> we're gonna talk about this too over on the over on master shoot theater bro i'm going to save this from master shoot theater i want, I want to see if you guys pony up 75 cents no nope. we're going to see uh we're going to talk about the conspiracy behind the fires and we're going to talk about trips not on the board of directors of in oh, of really the, i didn't know that oh not trips say nick Khan is vince's no trips bro we're going to talk about that stevie i want to put over the telestrator because i want to ask you a question bro especially at at the level of a Trish Stratus. Bro, when you do the flip the do into the handstand, okay, and you blow it, do you blatantly go back and do it again when everybody can see it's a freaking do-over? Now, Stevie, you do that on a tape show. 1000% because you you cut out the missed spot. You do it on a tape show. Do it over. It's it's tape. Do you do that in a live show when it literally looks like this is the spot we botched it, but we need to do it again? 
No, what I would do, I wouldn't even do the move in that match as a heel. I would have the baby face do my own move to me because I screwed it up and then they can shine more on that. That would be the audible if the baby face could do it. But this whole thing, I think I think talents like Trish and other people, when they come back, it, there's some sort of mind deal or they're being messed with, and they become worse workers in this era. Trish should be the most over girl, but she's she's actually lowered herself in a way to kind of keep to have them keep up with her. I just sense that. Even a Zoe thing, like, and this is a side note on this. What is it about NXT, Ben, that, that everybody does the the jacket pull or the shirt pull? Or you notice that when they do something, JD yeah. McDonough, Rhea, and when they beat somebody or hit them with a good thing, they go, Zoe, why do they do the little jacket tug? Stuff. Uh, hey, I think from for one of them, it's a Euro- European uh, thing. Uh, you know, it almost is like Regal used to do the, <laughs> you know, but that that's also just did he do uh, that with, uh, with his trunks on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> angle. Or, oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Regal. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, who who did it in, in Impact? Oh, Hunter did it when he was John yeah. Paul of that yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but a lot of a lot of what they're doing is nervous energy, find trying to find a way to be grounded and hit a pose or mm, like stuck the landing, like uh, so that that just to them is a, 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 what they think is a button on the scene. But even more terrible work backstage uh, in the post interview too, because Pierce actually was hot and believable uh, that he was pissed off about the interference and that they duped him and made the cage match to set it up. Zoe Starks is sitting there as the kids say, corpsing the whole time, half laughing while he's, he's going off and being real in the scene. And she uh, can't even like look over there and look at him. So now the, you're not listening. You're not actively in the scene. You're not being, a, you don't know what your character is to be believable there. Cause it wouldn't be smug because if you were doing that while you're getting promoted by the boss, the real office, I mean, mm-hmm. he may not be in charge. Somebody else may be in charge, but uh, that, if he was doing that and you were like grinning like that, just like Santino was, you know, you might get slapped or you might get sent the fuck home. You think that's funny? Am I, am I a clown to you? Uh, guess what? Suspended for a month. No pay. Go have fun. See ya. Vince did that to me one time when I was supposed to be mad about, I think something Mick was doing as commissioner. Yeah. And he got in my face and started yelling at me about something he really wasn't happy about and put me in that, not that I wouldn't have been, but he'd be like, I need for you to really get And he started yeah, yeah. getting in my face, yelling at me. And I was like doing this, which I did with Mick. That's what they, they made me need Vince just to yeah. yell at these kids. Yeah. But yeah, Ben, don't, don't pinch, don't, don't pitch that, bro. Because then, then we wouldn't have uh, Zoe's funny faces for a month. Well, Our funny that- faces are the best, starting to be the best part of the show, bro. The oh, free- dude. <laughs> Did I tell you about what we do over at referee sideburns? Like, so that's just because the show is so bad. We wait for those takes, the kick out on two. look at the camera. (laughs) And and whenever they're doing, whenever they're doing whatever I go hit it, the sideburns do that face and he'll go into it. And if I'm not paying attention, there's one with, so we, that's a little game you guys can play at home. The idiot NXT take of faces. We want to see some of your best ones do them. And then, put them right up against, do a screenshot of what's going on, on TV. And then we want to see your face right yeah. next to it. That's something yes. new we're going to be doing here at Russo brand. And bro, here's another thing. Like I swear to God, my, my biggest disappointed in this three hour, absolute shit of a show, bro, where's LA night? 
You, you got him on the show last week with Miz. They have an in-ring. Now, now I'm watching this guy a little bit more closely because he is interesting. Not on the show. Wild card. Hmm. Finally, thank God, bro. Cody and Finn. The case backfires again. Uh, Cody goes over Finn. Sammy comes out. Heel heat. Judgment Day on top. Finn Balor striking a pose on top of Cody Rhodes. Next week, they come out in seg one bin and remind us that they're running the place. Well, somebody's got to. Um, yeah, man, this is, uh, I, I, I just bugged out too. I wanted to watch this this morning because I'm sitting there watching the show last night, practicing our putts, you know, and uh, just like, this is not going anywhere. And I hear the, oh, I'm like, I'll see you guys in the morning. I'm not sitting around for this shit to like get to a point. There's no business here. We just finished with Brock Cody. So now this is just mailed in business. Nobody's got any heat. And then Sammy runs in. House of Fire at the end to tie it all in with the JT McDonough or whatever it was. None of this means anything. It has no stakes, and we're not building to anything. So this was a pretty lackluster uh, shit show, to be honest with you, all the way through. So there's nothing really worth carrying even into next week that it holds any intrigue whatsoever. Well, we're going to care about Master Shoot Theater, bro, because I'm real interested to talk about Maui. I'm real interested, bro. This Triple H, like, bro, I swear to God, if I'm Triple H, I've made so many freaking connections over the last 20, 25 years. And I'm talking about big connections. I'm talking about in television, television executives, presidents of networks. You, you, you. I'm married to a woman who has just as much power and just as much money, bro. Start your own freaking wrestling company. Stick it up. Vince's ass with all the heart attack shit. Fuck that. Retire, bro. Like, well, you, you know, that's not going to happen. Are you kidding me? I mean, I almost don't want to talk about it because there's so much other shit. That's way better to talk about this week than, than any of that stuff, bro. Like from the Maui directed energy weapons to, uh Obama being outed to Peruvian alien footage to this very strange mushroom trip I went on uh, and like to talk about Triple H fucking being on a board of directors with a bunch of other Zionists who fucking control the dirtiest game that there is out there like <laughs> you had a good run Briz congratulations yeah. all right, fair enough we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about all those things also Ben what is going on with uh Horseshoe genetics. Wowie zowie. Uh, we just released Veg Bomb uh, for vegetative growth nutrient line. It's available on horseshoegenetics.com right now, along with. Now, Veg Bomb is not going to cut into the sales of worm juice, is it? Oh, uh, you can use Veg Bomb and worm juice at the same time. Okay. All right. And one, one is an all natural fertilizer, the other is uh, your potassium, nitrogen, and calcium uh, additive uh, at the right state during vegetation. But in worm juice, there is plenty of nitrogen. So your plants will be getting that uh, climate change B12 uh, shot that they need to. To thrive. So uh, great stuff there. Another release and probably have another uh, new product release within the next two weeks. So I'm excited about uh, doing business and cannabis is crazy in uh, in New York right now. So waiting to hear on the court case. Want to thank everybody who was retweeting and sharing their well wishes and, and best hopes last week. We're just kind of in a strange process paralysis for the next two weeks. But uh, 
keep it on HMG, all the shows, everything we got going on. And thanks to everybody who ordered the immortal. Uh, this is immortal pay-per-view on premiere TV. Had a lot of great subs uh, from Russo brand and HMG uh, subscribers sending me cool pics, man. And it was a successful show and uh, retained our tag title. So as y'all love, man, glad to be back with you guys. Awesome. 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 When the glasses come off, what is going on in the world of Stevie Richards? That's how, you know, I really mean business when the glasses come Mm -hmm. off, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the the Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel just overnight uh, surpassed 25,000 subscribers. Uh, we put up the what does it feel like to get speared by Goldberg. And I have to give credit. that Wrestling fans are usually the most, in some ways, toxic in a way. They don't want to enjoy anything. They don't want anything positive. They just want to hear the dirt. But this kind of stuff is really, for the majority of 98 99% of the people watching it, it's been positively received with that i'm sure you'll get more and more as you go on but i really do appreciate it and the goldberg video is already up to mm. thirty-two thousand after Jeez. 24 hours so it's awesome. it's pretty awesome. awesome i think people just like to know what it's like to to get murdered every week on tv so i'll continue that series and if judgment day runs the show and loses every single week i gotta have some stock options i gotta have access to the private jet i gotta yes I, I, if they run the place then i run the world so yes. It, yes. Yeah, we'll see. I'll have to go to Davos next year and find out. Mm-hmm. What about That's the fit? What's going on with Stevie Rich's fitness, man? What's going on with that? I'm plugging away with that. I'm re- retooling a lot of the production stuff and the editing, putting up a lot of shorts. But we have reviews on the Soul Fitness ST90 treadmill. It's like an uh, assault runner type of, but it's not a curved treadmill. We have the cold plunge. We have the hot, the infrared sauna. And I'm going to start doing full workouts on the beach soon and put them up on the channel. Oh, that is awesome, Stevie. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What is going on in Stanford, though, bro? I can't I can't imagine, bro. Press conference time. Ben, Vince is going to talk about a mushroom trip he just recently took. He <laughs> has it all figured out. He knows who his friends are, and more importantly, he knows who his enemies are, and now he's going to start taking them out. That's right. Oh. Also, yes. he's bringing his glasses to the podium, and when he takes them off, Look out. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. All right, guys. We're going to go record Master Shoot Theater right now, bro. Like I said, guys, it's it starts at 75 cents a freaking week for crying out loud. My God, what? I got to lower it to 60 cents. Try it out, bro. Uh, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. For me, Ben and Stevie, we'll see you on the other side. I love that. I got to get one of those.